It appears as though the Wild are shaking things up a little bit. We take a look at the new-look line combos ahead of tonight's game against Montreal and some comments Bill Guerin made in regards to the team's start today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at the new look line combinations for tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens. And we'll talk about some comments Bill Guerin made in an athletic piece looking at the start of the season and how the team can turn it around going forward. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And Dean Evison must have listened to yesterday's show with Alex McLeady as uh, we've got some new line combos to discuss here in detail today. We're going to start with the defense because I think that is where the uh, most glaring changes were needed. And then we'll move to the offense. But um, Michael Russo looking at the new look for the team during their uh, practice yesterday. And the new D pairings look like this. Jacob Middleton, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen, Kalen Addison, John Merrill, Matt Dumba. So a couple of things jump out at me right off the bat here. First and foremost is Kalen Addison getting a reward for his start to the season. Pairing him with Jonas Brodeen, which will allow him to get some additional minutes out on the ice and uh, will, I think, hopefully take some pressure off of Jonas Brodeen. It has not been a good start for Jonas Brodeen, but let's look at things this way. Is it possible that Brodeen has been uh, off to such a slow start because of the amount of ground he has had to cover due to Matt Dumba not being off to a great start to this season and uh, it's certainly a possible explanation for how Brodeen has played and so you pair him with a uh, more youthful and uh, energetic defenseman that um, I I think is not going to require as much of um, is not going to require as much for Brodeen to cover a a larger portion of the ice as if Brodeen was left with Matt Dumba because through the early part of the season, that de-pairing has become unplayable because of Matt Dumba's tendency to just give the puck away to the opponents. And his defense skills were not his greatest asset coming into this season or throughout his career. He was always a defenseman that added more value to the game on offense. And he really hasn't done a lot of that either this year. So it's meant to be a wake-up call for Matt Dumba by dropping him down to the third line. But I think it's also hopefully going to get Jonas Brodeen going a little bit because he's not going to have to cover the entirety of the ice 
with Kalen Addison out there. And it's a deserving promotion for Addison for how he has started uh, so far this season. I know, by and large, the defense numbers are not great for this team uh, in terms of plus-minus or any other of the defensive metrics you use. But in what I've seen from Addison so far this season, I really haven't seen anything that has stuck out any worse than anybody else on the team. And your top pairing then, Jacob Middleton and Jared Spurgeon. Middleton, arguably the most consistent defender for the Wild so far. And so this hopefully will shake things up on the decor and will get this unit to playing more like we have seen over the last handful of years. This has been a team that has prided itself on playing good defense and uh, playing good defense in front of their goalies. And just it has been a start that we just have not seen from this team in quite some time. So a needed shakeup. And uh, Bill Guerin, in a piece by, um, of course, Michael Russo with The Athletic, talking about the uh, the team's performance to start the season so far. Um, and it, it just it comes down to a few things that uh, we'll talk about to finish up the episode today. And I just want to read in regards to the defense um, some things that both Bill Guerin said and Dean Evison as well. Uh, Guerin saying, I think it's simple here. We're not just a pretty team. Uh, we have some skill, maybe not as much as some other teams, So when we don't play hard, heavy, physical, when our competitive level isn't where it needs to be, we struggle. And when we are, we're good. That's how we became good. We're not doing that right now. I don't see it, and I want to start seeing it. Uh, The Wild also, as Russo notes, um, are not blocking shots nearly as much as they have in past seasons. 12.86 blocked shots per 60 minutes which ranks 26th in the NHL. Now, this is one of the areas that I think John Merrill helps this team tremendously. He is he is a defenseman that has no problem blocking shots uh, when he's out there. So I think he's going to help with that as he gets further integrated into the lineup. But at some point early on in the season to try to get everybody back to where you want them, you have to send this type of a wake-up call, and as we'll discuss, there are some wake-up calls that have been sent on the offensive end as well. And so players are hopefully going to get that message and improve their performance. And so I'm not sure if these combos will be um, more permanent or more on the temporary side. But regardless, Dean just has to keep trying things until they can find something that sticks and then just go with it. So um, I like the new look of the defense. I think these pairings are going to improve some of the issues that have really hurt this team. But you can change the pairings all you want. You can change the scheme to an extent. A lot of it falls on the players to pick up their performance and – and figure this thing out. So um, we'll see if it works tonight against a, uh, a Montreal team that I think is a is definitely a winnable game, 
for this wild team, but can't really put anything in the, you know, should win or guaranteed win column at this point. So uh, it's going to be a fight tonight once again against the Canadians, but if the Wilds can uh, improve some areas, it should be one that they uh, are able to come away with. So those are the defense changes. We will talk about the changes on offense because there are plenty of those as well as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Our next partner is a product I use every single day of the week, and it comes down to this. I started taking AG1 because it combines all the vitamins and supplements that you are looking to take to get your day started all in one. With just one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Everything you could possibly want all in one. Plus, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself, and it is tried and true and tested by many. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you're checking out game to game for the NHL every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So not only did we have defensive changes for the Wilds ahead of tonight's game, we've got some offensive tweaks to uh, go with, and uh, it looks as though we will get something along the lines of Kirill Kaprizov, Freddie Goudreau, Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Foligno, Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Brandon Duhame, Jewel Erickson, Ryan Hartman, and some combination of Tyson Jost, Sam Steele, Connor Dewar, and Mason Shaw. So a couple of things to pull away from this is that even Ryan Hartman is not safe from early season struggles. Uh, with Freddie Goudreau now taking over as the top center on this team. And in terms of how to kind of bolster these uh, these lines, uh, really what we're seeing is that you're putting you're putting a touch of defense on the top two lines with Freddie Goudreau and Marcus Felino 
who uh, will help with some of the some of the things that the opponents are going to try to do to them on a nightly basis. And Goudreau, obviously very comfortable last year being the center for Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy. So the hope there is that he can kind of spark that uh, being an effective part of that top line by, and this is not meant as a dig, by being a functioning third member of that group. Ryan Hartman just was not it so far this season. And so needing to try to find a, a formula for what works, Hartman getting a little bit of a wake-up call by being dropped onto the Jewel Erickson Eck line. Whatever reason, Jewel Erickson Eck and Marcus Foligno without Jordan Greenway, it just it doesn't work. And Tyson Jost on that line against the Boston Bruins, that line got picked on uh, pretty regularly. And so it's an opportunity to see if they can spread those two out and still be effective uh, against the Canadians tonight. And again, I don't know how long these line combos will be utilized, but it's another thing where this team just needs to try some things out to figure out what works and what doesn't. So let's look at that second line, for example. I I like the fact that Marco Rossi has been paired with Matt Boldy consistently. Those two should be conjoined at the hip to allow for Rossi to kind of feed off of that and get some familiarity there. Maybe not on the level of Kaprizov and Zuccarello, but the more they play together with just rotating in a third member of that line, hopefully that will help kind of uh, build some things for them to, uh, to build off of moving forward. Felino will give them a physical presence on that line who is no slouch offensively himself. So it's an intriguing third option for that line because Boldy's going to be the driver. Rossi is perfectly capable of setting plays up. And you have Felino who can add a defensive presence to that line, can add physicality there, but he's, he's no slouch himself. So I'm intrigued to see how that line looks, uh, and if they're able to kind of find something uh, together out there on the ice. You then have the combination of Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Brandon Duhame, and Ryan Hartman. This, I think, is going to allow Hartman a little breather to try to take some of the scoring pressure off of him, provided he can still ratchet it up defensively to pair with Jewel Erickson Eck and then the physicality that Brandon Duhame brings, that line is going to be the one that is looked upon to try to slow down the uh, the main scores for the opponents. So will that line work? And uh, will Hartman being able to focus more on that for a little bit kind of get him going as well? Uh, these opportunities for guys to take a step down in the lineup just to try to get themselves back on track and trying to reward players for higher up in the lineup for playing well to start the season is a good approach. And I I think it's 
speaks to the fact that this team continues to preach the team aspect over the performances of some of the individuals. It hasn't been a situation, even with things going the way they have, uh, where guys are getting thrown under the bus. It, collectively, as a team, is just we all have to get better. So the guys that need to get better know, and allowing some of the guys that are struggling to take a step back is going to help them out going forward. Now, the fourth line between Steele, Jost, Dewar, and Shaw is that is going to be another interesting one as well because we saw Mason Shaw look good in his uh, Minnesota Wild debut this season, but then obviously got sent down before the road trip started with Jordan Greenway returning, then he got hurt. And so do you go with um, do you go with Connor Dewar, Sam Steele, and Mason Shaw and give Tyson Jost a night to just kind of catch his breath? That might be the best route to go there uh, of those guys on that fourth line. Um, Dean Evison was very quick to point out he thought Sam Steele or uh, Mason Shaw did some good things in his uh, first game of the season. So seems likely that he would get back into the game. And I think this is going to be a good opportunity to just give somebody a little bit of a breather as that, that odd man out and a chance to just kind of watch and take some things in. So I'm, I'm intrigued by these line combinations. And I think... It's good that some of the players that were up a little too high in the lineup have been given an opportunity to just take a step back and uh, and try to kind of regroup and regather themselves as the season pushes on. So we'll see how it all plays out tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Now, some interesting things from Bill Guerin's comments about where this team is at, what they need to do moving forward. Uh, we'll talk about those and kind of the direction that this team is headed as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just want to remind the listeners that you can find Locked on Wild along with all the other Locked on Sports Minnesota podcasts on Roku and Amazon Fire TV as part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. More great local sports coverage 24-7 and absolutely free of charge. So download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So Bill Guerin made some comments in a piece that Michael Russo wrote for The Athletic. Uh, and just looking at a what's been a difficult start for the Minnesota Wild so far this year, we haven't seen Bill Guerin push the panic button yet. And uh, we have seen him speak to the fact that this unit collectively needs to pick up their performance to get this team back on track and move them forward. That it's a situation where, you know, he's not going to do anything right now. He's going to allow this team some time to fight their way out of it. And some Garen quotes that uh, I thought were interesting um, out of this piece in speaking of uh, just that. 
Uh, Garen saying, quote, I want to see this group work themselves out of it. And I'm a big, I'm big on character. And I think we have a lot of character. And um, in talking about last year as well, it says nobody gives a bleep what we did last year. Nobody cares how good anybody was last year. You have to show up and play hard every single night. And it feels like some of our guys just figured they could step on the ice and we'd be as good of a team as last year and they'd be as good of a player. Our expectations are higher. Things aren't the same. We have to get better every year. We have to push. And I think right now maybe we thought we were just going to pick up where we left off at the end of last regular season, but it's not the case. We have to be better. We have to be harder on the guys because we expect more. But Garen says that you can't do that. You can't be harder on players. You can't just go in there and yell at guys and pressure them into playing better. You can't do that. That puts added pressure on. They need support. They need help. They need to be coached by the coaches, like really coached. And I believe our guys are doing that. And then they need support from me, Garen says. It's not one of those things where if a guy doesn't have a good game, I won't look at him or I won't talk to him. That doesn't help. They really do need the support. And I think this stems from some of the stuff that we said at the beginning of the season, that the offense that the Wild had last year allowed them to get by without being where they needed to be goaltending and special teams-wise. And not having the offense at that level this year has exposed some of those weaknesses that there's time to shore up, uh, but the team is going to need to collectively work at those things as opposed to simply beating teams six to five every night. We have seen that if your defense and your goaltending aren't good, you're going to lose seven to five. You're going to lose seven to three. You're going to lose seven to six. And that's not something that a team can sustain. Now, as we talked about after the Boston game, Marc-Andre Fleury has, over the last two games, given the team goaltending that would be good enough to win. Now, it's not, I don't think, at the level that we want it to be, but good enough to win. And if the Wilds get better defense early in that game, despite Boston doing pretty much anything they wanted to, that ends up being potentially a game that the Wild steal on the road, which would feel great. And let's not let's not stamp on the fact that the Wild got a point in that Boston game because I think at this point that's huge considering how they started the season. But then you look back. You look back at the Los Angeles Kings game where – that was one that the Kings were just trying to give away. The Colorado Avalanche game even. That was a game that was very winnable for the Wilds, but because they just assumed that the offense would still be on that same level as last year, that they could just kind of score their way out of it. In order to be a team that has any plans of doing anything uh, in terms of playoffs or beyond, 
you have to be good in those other areas too. And so I think that's what Bill Guerin is getting at here is that you, you come in after setting a franchise record for goals and just expect that you're going to be able to do it again. You're not. And that's where you have to put in the time in other spots to offset some of that and to give yourself a chance to win otherwise. So power play, penalty kill, defense, and goaltending are the areas that need to improve. And to this point, one of those areas has improved. And that's power play one. And uh, power play unit number two has not. So that's, I think, why we're at where we're at. But there's still time to get it righted. There's still time to turn it around. And that starts tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Now, for the Canadiens... In just wrapping up here today, they come in with a record of three and three. And as we talked about yesterday uh, with Alex, uh, they have not been good on the power play. So this is an opportunity for the Wild if they want to come away with a win in this one. They're going to need to not let Montreal get back into it on the power play. Their penalty kill is going to have to be very good because this just snowballs. You give up one power play goal, and then one turns into two, two turns into three, and next thing you know, you're on the wrong end of a 5-4 loss, wondering where it went wrong. So let's see some energy. Let's see some bounce from these lines. Let's see a team come out with purpose after, uh, from the sounds of it, getting a couple of days in Montreal to just collectively kind of exhale and try to get back to just playing hockey without all the pressure. Let's see that come into play. Let's see that lead to a win for this wild team to look a little bit more like what we expected to see here when the season started. Uh, We will, of course, have postcast for you. We'll have a recap episode after uh, tonight's game, and we'll also be talking to the uh, Locked On Senators guys to preview Thursday's game uh, against Ottawa as well. So a lot coming at you here over the next couple of days. Make sure you are keeping up to date by subscribing to Locked On Wild. And now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild. So follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you turn notifications on so you don't miss out on any of our new videos coming out throughout uh, the entire week as we keep you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.